that we need to continue to push the envelope to have a more green product, whether that's a hinge or a lock. How you are manufacturing the items, how you're sourcing the items to again have, have less of a, an environmental footprint on the world. Hello everyone, I'm your host, Julianne Spatero. You're listening to the Hager 360 podcast. On today's episode, given Earth Day is later this week, we'll be talking about environmental sustainability. At Hager Companies, we care about how our company and products affect the environment. Many of the materials used in the production of our products are made from both pre- and post-consumer materials which helps our customers' projects earn LEED points. If you're not familiar with LEED, LEED promotes a whole building approach to sustainability by recognizing performance in five key areas. Sustainable site development, water savings, energy efficiency, material selection, and indoor environmental quality. First in this episode, you'll hear Mark McRae discuss the importance of material selection focused on LEED credits. Then, later, you'll hear Josh Hager talk about our wastewater treatment process in Montgomery, Alabama. Now here to talk about environmental product declarations and how specific material selections can promote more sustainable buildings is Mark McRae, Hager's Director of Engineering. Thank you, Mark, for coming on the podcast. Pleasure to be here. So let's start off with the basics. What are LEED credits? LEED credits come from a a program developed by the United States Green Building Council. Uh, It's a way for uh, customers uh, involved in the declaration of recycled content and information to track how much um, material they're using. LEED stands for the Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design, and it's the most widely used third-party verification for green buildings. So projects that are pursuing LEED certification earn points across several areas that address sustainability issues, such as energy use and efficiency, emissions, waste generation. So based on the number of points achieved, uh, a project receives one of of four LEED rating levels. So you can be certified silver, gold, and platinum. And can you talk about how our products help customers achieve LEED credits? Sure. Um, we actually kind of devote a lot of our time developing the use of recycled content in a lot of our products. Uh, we review the chemicals that are used to create our products, uh, trying to prevent uh, the release of uh, noxious chemicals into the environment. Um, obviously, being able to reuse materials, recycled materials, helps prevent uh, waste and you know into the landfill. So. Um, from that standpoint and the reduction of, of chemicals into the air from pollutants, from uh, glues, from things like that, uh, it helps not only uh, prevent uh, you know, waste in, in, into the environment, uh, but it also provides for a healthier environment in a building by, by reducing the amount of chemicals that are in there. That's very important. And can you talk about the importance of green buildings and sustainable buildings? Sure. Um, kind of along the same lines, there's obviously a lot more involved than just door hardware as far as green buildings. Um, it involves uh, the reduction of energy used to either heat or cool a building, uh, the addition of uh, natural light to reduce the use of um, light bulbs, you know, things like that. 
um, how a building can be built um, to reduce uh, emissions. Um, it's just in a way a, a, to have a, a more a less impactful footprint on the environment and create a, a more healthy environment for for the humans to participate and live in live in the building. And a part of all of this are environmental product declarations. Can you explain what EPDs are? Sure. Um, environmental product declarations are kind of in information disclosures. Um, and it really talks about the environmental and, and human health impacts associated with the products, the services, and the systems from, from a life cycle perspective. So the overall goal of an EPD is to communicate relevant, verified and comparable information based on life cycle assessments. And these declarations are, are transparent uh, information disclosures that facilitate kind of informed decision making and support comparisons among competing products, services, or systems that, that fulfill the same functions. I know they, uh, they play an important role in, in the, uh, the lead uh, version four by enabling manufacturers to contribute more lead points if they have prepared an EPD and are increasingly sought after by a lot of the specifying architects. In short, the EPDs are kind of a, a standard-wise way of, of quantifying the environmental impact of a product or system. Thank you for explaining that. And you worked heavily on the process of ob obtaining EPDs for Hager. Can you talk about this process? I sure can. Um, so the first thing that you kind of uh, have to do to kind of develop a an environmental product declaration is you have to get a life cycle assessment. And a life cycle assessment is, is actually a, a quantitative environmental uh, report. It, it kind of indicates the impact of the product and, and all of its constituents uh, from the extraction of the ores and petroleum, um, at least through the point at which the, the maker ships the finished product. All of these, in, in a way to make it fair across our industry, um, BHMA, the Builders Hardware and Manufacturers Association, which most all of the, the door hardware industry is a member of, um, chose to develop their own uh, PCR. It's called a product category rule. Uh, and that actually lays down the rules that are used to develop an EPD. So it kind of underlies uh, what must be prepared according to a particular set of rules um, and, and BHMA worked with uh, Underwriters Laboratories Environmental uh, to lead the development of the PCR for, for the builder's hardware. See, when we first started exploring uh, the need for environmental product declarations, um, it was obviously a, a, a large project to tackle um, and with, uh, you know, we, it required us to uh, to use some, some outside consultants that would help us uh, use the, the PCR rules to develop the EPDs correctly. Um, and then uh, over time, every five years, uh, we're required to kind of update our EPDs to make sure they're still relevant. And you know, in an effort for continuous improvement, um, the goal is really to use the previous EPD uh, as a benchmark and make any uh, changes that you've made during your manufacturing processes or your sourcing processes to hopefully improve on the, the requirements and the, uh, the energy use and, and how you are um, manufacturing the items, how you're sourcing the items uh, to again have, have less of a, an environmental footprint on the world.
And can you mention a few of Hager's products that have EPDs available? Yeah, we have uh, 16 different product lines that we've, uh, that we've worked uh, over a couple years to develop our, our EPDs. Our astragals and weather stripping, uh, the pulls and cylinders, pulls that we have, all of our commercial um, mortise hinges, our roton hinges, our weather stripping line, the push and pull plates, our, our locks, closers, and exit devices all have EPDs that are available on the sustainability portion of our website. That's correct. Can you talk about some of the benefits that EPDs will bring to our customers and their projects? EPDs have become more and more prevalent um, in, in, in the last few years just based off of the, the more the trend of trying to have continuous improvement in, in building design and, uh, and, and being more healthy environments for people to live in. It won't stop here. Um, EPDs are actually just kind of the, the first step in, in this lead environment as far as healthy buildings. Uh, the next level is something called a, a health product declaration, which delves even further into, uh, you know, you're not just talking about the energy use and efficiency, content materials, you're getting more into the chemicals that are used uh, to create these products, um, all the way down to the glues, the greases, um, uh, the chemicals that are actually used to create the different alloys uh, at some point. Um, so that is probably the next step, the next level of detail uh, beyond an EPD. The, the health product declarations is just requires a little bit more information that needs to be collected uh, for all the products we sell. It becomes a, a very large project. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Mark, for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Now, on this segment of the podcast, Josh Hager, Hager's president and COO, is back on the podcast to discuss sustainability, more specifically, our wastewater treatment center in Montgomery, Alabama. Thank you, Josh, for coming on the podcast. It's my pleasure to be here again. Thank you. Can you give us an overview of your thoughts on sustainability just as an individual and also someone in an industry leader position? As a family business, our name goes on everything we sell. So it's super important that we stand behind our products, but it's equally important that uh, we are uh, really involved with how they're made. And we, um, we're a good steward of, of the brand, but also um, of the environment. So our company's been around a long time, and the legacy we leave is important to us. So um, as we pass this down to other generations, it's important that we take care of the environment we're making our products in, and we do it in a way that's um, a good steward. And also, you know, we have facilities in Montgomery, Alabama. We want to be a good steward there locally, as well as here in St. Louis. Yes, it's always important to leave something better than you found it. And to go in more specifically, one area of our focus is the wastewater treatment center, like I mentioned. Can you explain how our wastewater treatment center works? Sure. So in Montgomery, we we do electroplating. So that process is just putting metal on top of um, metal so that it won't rust or that it looks a certain way. The electroplating process has really advanced over the years. Um, we felt like the right thing to do um, was at a wastewater treatment facility. We did that quite a while ago, but we've continued to upgrade that facility and its capabilities. So, so as we have the byproducts that are coming out of our plating process, they enter the wastewater treatment facility. In that facility, they're, they're cleaned, all the metals or heavy metals are removed so that the water that comes out of that facility is clean and safe to go back into the drinking water. What comes out of the wastewater treatment facility 
um, as far as heavy metals is actually cleaner than what comes into our factory. And we're very proud of that. Uh, the wastewater treatment facility was a big investment for us and it's something that we continue to invest in. But ultimately we like to not have heavy metals uh, be used in any of our processes. In order to do this, it's gonna require some creativity, it's gonna require some change in the market for them to actually have to accept some slightly different finishes, but we believe long-term that we need to continue to push the envelope to have a more green product, whether that's a hinge or a lock, so that um, it, it's better for the environment. And But we also really don't wanna sacrifice um, products that are gonna be, you know, that look a different way or maybe um, can rust easier. So it's this balance between how do we really steward our own facilities and our brand, but also the quality of those products. Um, and in some cases it requires large investments. So one of the things we're looking at is um, electrophoretic process for how to coat metal. That will enable us to produce a lot less byproducts of, of things that need to run through the wastewater treatment facility um, and really elim eliminate the heavy metals and some of the other products that uh, we really don't want to be involved in. Uh, so that we can steward, as you said, um, this company and, you know, the products that we make and the brand and uh, leave this uh, company, but also the earth a better place. Exactly. And you already touched on this a little with the clean drinking water, but can you mention some more of the environmental benefits of using this system? Well, it, it removes what, what we put into it through the manufacturing, but it also removes heavy metals that happen to be in the water that are coming into the facility in very small amounts. So um, regulations are definitely getting more strict on everything, but that, uh, that's important, but that's not the sole reason why we're wanting to be better steward of the water that comes in, of the products that we use. Um, but the benefits are clear. The more stuff you can take out, that's bad, the less stuff you can put in that's bad, you're actually in a very simplistic way, you're, you're doing a better job of, of being a, a, an important employer, but also somebody in the Montgomery environment in Alabama or in St. Louis that's, that's just being a good corporate citizen. And uh, we think that's really important. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Josh, for coming on the podcast again. It's my pleasure. You can find more information on sustainability on our website at hagerco.com. Find resources in the main menu bar and click sustainability from the drop-down menu. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hager Companies. Hager provides you a full circle of elevated support and service on your journey from pre to post construction. Thanks for listening to the Hager 360 podcast. And remember, you can always connect with us at any point in your project journey.